0: Hi, I'm Lacey Moen, and you're listening to Awaken Nation with Brad Zalas.
1: A huge shift is taking place on planet Earth. People seem to be waking up. Tired of the way things used to be, they are creating something brand new and changing the world we live in. My name is Brad Zalas, and I get to sit down with the next generation of idea makers, the disruptors, and the game changers. Everyday people, just like you and me, from all over, are doing amazing things. Welcome to Awakened Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a great guest on today, Lacey Moen, all the way from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. What's up?
0: Hi, Brad. How are you?
1: Very good. Uh, You have an extraordinary story. Any woman who has been through, you know what, tough times, uh, struggling, uh, dealing with things, and then deciding one day to turn yeah, life. <laughs> life. I,
0: mean, I dealt with life, Brad, like everybody else. I just did yeah. you know, it with
1: a smile. There you go. And I just decided one day to stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to change. Uh, she's incredibly successful. And I mean, what can I say about Lacey Moen? She's Italian, Irish, Ginger, Viking. Yes. She's an entrepreneurial force uh, living up there in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. She is the owner of Earthly Beauty Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing the work you do. We're going to talk about it. We're going to put some graphics up as well. Um, you are a lover of style and trends, and you love that town you live in. I do, uh, and you're also an Amazon best-selling author. So, please welcome to the show, Lacey Moen. That's
0: kind of a that's a lot to live up to. That intro.
1: <laughs> I that's simplified it. Up. You you ran you ran for what city council last year? <laughs> Everything. That's
0: cool. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. I know. So I, yeah. Let's,
1: so let's start with your story. And and uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek as well. Uh, oh. but so I you
0: wanted- said it's funny because you said um, owner of Earthly Beauty Bar. And one of my favorite things is, well, I'm actually the president of Lacey's Starship Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. That's my LLC. So I feel like, you know, I always wanted to be able to write a check saying that, you know.
1: I you know if you're into Star Trek you're into Star Trek nobody yes. gets us and we're no. def- and we're not like Star Wars fans now I like I'm one of those weird people I like Star Wars but to me Star Trek is reality like yeah. this is this is the human race 300 years from now so we're going to yeah, talk a little that. bit of, about all this Okay so let's let's dig in so you're you're an entrepreneur but it wasn't always that way do you want to start at the beginning when was the moment that you said I have to change my life.
0: I mean, I feel like I do that like every day. I'm not going to lie, like you have those like come to Jesus moments every day, but I say change my life. Oh, I mean like business. Okay, we'll talk business. So, um when I got divorced now 10 years ago. It was it 10 years ago. See, I'm I'm going to age myself now. Back in the day, <laughs> um when I got divorced 10 years ago. I um had to make a choice on what I wanted to do. You know, did I want to go work for somebody else? Did I want to jump and go work for myself? And, you know, I, I made a decision, um, in blindness and nativity and nativity, naive. naive. Yeah, I was naive, but you know, I made the jump to be my own boss. And I mean, I definitely think that it was a, I mean, it was a God thing and a timing thing. And, um, so as soon as my divorce was final, I started Earth Beauty Bar downtown Portland. Coeur
1: d'Alene. Nice. Now, I, we don't have to go into details, but you really got out of a, a tough relationship. And yeah. for, any, for any woman who's listening, um, you are an inspiration. I mean, you, you just mm-hmm. stood up one day and you said, this is it, uh, and you have a daughter as well. So yeah, who's by the
0: way, she's almost 11. Wow. So she's starting junior high this year, which I don't understand how that's possible because I just gave birth
1: that's what it seems like.
0: I don't understand. But no, I think that um, being in a marriage, I think the worst thing than being in a bad relationship is being in a bad relationship for one more day. (laughs) And I think that you have to make a choice. And I think that your life is your fault. We all control our actions and our reactions. And um, I hit a point where I didn't want to blame anybody anymore. I wanted to you know, make a change. And I didn't want my daughter to... Um, think that that was the way that relationships were, or that marriage was, or you know, I was raised by very amazing. i I'm, I come from a very matriarchal family. You know, right. we are very strong women, and um, I think that's just been ingrained in me uh, from from birth. And you hit a point where you just want to, you know, see how far you can fly. And I hate regret, so I would rather fail about a million times than ever say shoulda, coulda, would
1: Yeah. That's the one thing you and I have in common because you know, we've sat down and talked a couple of times Oh yeah. And, uh, honest, I, yeah, I hate regret. My, the one thing my grandfather taught me was you tell people that you love them now. Don't ever sit there and they're gone and you say, Oh, I, I should have said I love them. Um, uh, well, you let people know. Yeah,
0: I, so I'm, I'm a hugger and everyone knows me like that. Like I am a hugger. I am like a grab you, pull you in because, the last memory I want to have of anybody is a hug. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I feel like you and I are very similar in the fact that like everybody knows how I feel in that moment because again, we're not guaranteed you're going to get another job.
1: That is so true. I, and I don't understand, you know, there, there are some people I, I do get like people don't want to, it's a boundary issue. They don't like hugging, but I remember years ago, I we uh, was them. Part,
0: it's like scientific.
1: Yeah. And, and I had, a I had a good friend of mine, um, like five or seven of my friends got together and I hugged every one of them exactly the same way. And then one of my friends got back to me like a month or two later, like a month or two later. And he basically said, Hey, um, she, you know, my wife doesn't like when you hug her because she feels like you're making a pass at her. And I'm like, I hug men and women exactly the same. there's no energy behind it there's no creepiness behind it but I respect her boundaries and from that moment on I never hugged her well uh, 20 years later uh, the two of them are in uh, uh, Las Vegas and first thing she does is hugs me so that was that was her thing you know but I totally respect you know when people they freak what's that
0: during like this whole like you know COVID-19 and everything that's going on like I have to, when I run into people, you know what I mean, in the store or something, like I, my instant reaction is to like go and hug and I have to like stop myself and like be like, hey, and you know, your elbow or your like fist or (laughs) like like that and it's awkward. But, you know, I feel like um, this gave, this really showed us a lot of, um, a lot of things. And I know that. I value human connection. I think that that's something that, I mean, it's a reason why I went into this field. I'm in a business that you cannot virtually do.
1: No, like, you can't.
0: There's nothing about this that makes it to where I can work from home. Right. Right. So we're one of the only, like, I can't be a tele, I can't do like a tele call with you and like diagnose your face or show your brows or anything like that. Yeah. Like, so I think that like I went into a field because I wanted to be able to like touch and feel and love on. And so
1: you're a people person that's really what it is
0: in my soul hmm
1: yeah it's very interesting for those of you who don't know uh, Lacey uh, owns earthly beauty bar as we said uh, up in um, the beginning of the show but she, if you follow her on Instagram you have lace of face is your yeah. brand and yeah. it's hysterical because you will take somebody pre makeup and, and if you don't know what Lacey does she performs magic on eyebrows and re you know um makeovers and and does the the whole face i mean I've seen you your before and after pictures on Instagram, and it's like I'm watching magic
0: mm,
1: literally you.
0: i guess to me, I just feel like makeup is it's kind of all science, you know what I mean like I think that huh. our whole goal is like it's all about symmetry and it's all about that kind of stuff and I think that um I just like, I can see a brow before it's actually there. And I like to be able to create it. And I'm just really grateful that people want to pay me money. <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like, I'm just really grateful that people think that I'm good at something and want me to keep doing it. Cause there's always somebody out there that's better, you know?
1: Yeah. But the, talk about this. You have celebrities that will fly in from California for the day with their wedding party to get their, their makeup done and then they fly back and their weddings the next day. This is, this is a lot of work.
0: Well, I would not say that. I mean, I definitely have some very high-end clientele and I have been a part of some wonderful weddings that were, um, you know, top shelves to say the least. Um, but I feel like I, um, I, you know me, Brad, like nobody is better than anybody else, you know? So right. when it comes to, like the clients in my life and stuff like that, like every, whoever's in my chair is the most important person in my life at that point. Right. It doesn't matter anything about you. And I think that, One thing that people like about me is I don't bullshit. So I'm definitely the girl that's going to, you know, be real with you. And I think that we live in a world of yes. And I think it's rare to have somebody that's just honest and, you know, I feel like honestly, Brad, if you were to take my job and put it into like a little capsule, like I'm a therapist more than I am um, an artist.
1: Well, I've seen the before and after photos and the women who come in to get worked on by you, uh, they look like a a housefrau. And then all of a sudden they're transformed into this princess, this goddess. And I'm blown away by that.
0: Well, thank you. I think that, I mean, to me, they're beautiful before. And I think that this is just part of like, you know, I think makeup needs to go with whatever you're doing. It's part of like a uniform, you know, like I wouldn't do bridal makeup on somebody who's just wearing sweats. I think it all goes with, with what they're doing. And a lot of these women, you know, we value, um, capturing moments. So, so many of the times that I get to do, picture or get to do makeup is for someone's engagement photos and someone's wedding or someone's senior photos or, you know, prom or so like everything I do is for an event where you're going to get dressed up and you get to do stuff like that. But like these girls that walk in, like, you know, the before they look like, I mean, like me before without makeup on, you know, like I look like I'm 12, right? You know, I have no brows and I have no eyes and I'm just like they're featureless and then you know, smoke and mirrors and, you know, all of the, the fake contour and building yourself cheeks and all that. And then you come out and you're like, really glam. And, you know, I just think that it's, it's fun and it's dress up and it's just, um, it's something that makes me feel good. And I like when somebody feels beautiful. And I think just showing them how, you know, we live in a world where we compare ourselves to everyone online. And I yeah. think so many of us do this thing where we think I couldn't look like that or she's this. And I just have to say like, she didn't wake up like that. No. that's not. That she didn't. And then you kind of get to a yeah. point to where you can show them their potential and, you know, it's fun. And then they get to put their picture on the wall and feel like that was the most beautiful. They felt beautiful on that day and they felt that they, it looked like them, what they wanted. And
1: That's amazing.
0: It's, it's a lot of work, though, I'm not going to lie. Just trying to get to oh. the place of what I see versus what they want to, you have to mesh the two. I think more than anything, yeah. I do a lot of consultating before to get on the same page.
1: How do you want to look? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You put in 12-hour days, I mean, easily.
0: Almost seven days a week.
1: That's incredible. And Mm -hmm. you you really, ladies and gentlemen, you need to go on. And I don't use
0: drugs. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I I think that God just made me, like, able to be sleep deprived.
1: Well, you're a redhead, and redheads have magical powers.
0: And I have, I guess, (laughs) a lot of caffeine. I mean, I
1: started,
0: Uh, right now, Brad, it's what, it's 730 and I started my day at—I mean, I got here about eight forty-five this morning, and that was like I rolled into like my first client.
1: Wow, well, you're the hardest working woman in show business. I really have to say that. And Thanks. you're always changing your look, which is mm-hmm. also—you know—you live your brand. Uh, but it's extraordinary. Like What's that?
0: I just get bored.
1: You get bored. Yeah, I that's it. You're like me. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. but I, li- I like the fact that you have built this brand where you, you, women go to your studio to really be transformed, and uh, how many employees do you have now?
0: Mm, I mean, right, right after COVID, I want to say I think right now I have seven. but seven before go-
1: co- before COVID, you had like 11, right?
0: No, I think we had like 10. It's that transition that happens where everybody's trying to figure out their like place. And I have a few girls that I'm hiring right now too. So I think I always have an average of like eight to 10.
1: That's awesome. Well, you've built this extraordinary business. You are a true entrepreneur and I love how passionate you are, but a lot of people don't know this about you as they're listening. You're hustling, creating this business, working hard. But you're also raising a daughter now who just, I I cannot believe Zoe is going to be in, or she's in junior high, right?
0: Yeah, as of September, she'll start sixth grade. I just, I don't, I don't get it. No, and she's, she's amazing. Amazing.
1: She is. Uh, The first time I met this little munchkin, this curly redheaded little munchkin, She's on an iPad and without missing a beat, she's like, hi, Brad, please meet you. And she's right out, she goes right back to on her iPad. She's in the back of the car. And you know, I'm right? just like cracking up. I'm like, she's like a little Einstein.
0: <laughs> she's way smarter. I have to tell you, she's way smarter than I ever was. You wow.
1: know,
0: definitely that kid that um, she got brains and um, she's she just, she's wonderful. But I also am a different kind of mom. You know, I am really real with her and I'm not, I've always talked to her like she is not my equal, but like she's an adult with me, you know, like it's never like the conversation flows back and forth and I have a very high standard of what I will accept.
1: Well, this is something, uh, and people can research this, but only children are very high achievers. And part of the reason they say starts in childhood, because. Uh, the parents usually treat them in a uh, like an adult I was an only child and so my parents never got on the floor to play with me you know we didn't play blocks and all this but my parents I had to come up to their world you know when you're a child there's always that moment where you're playing and you're into play and then you see feet in your zone and you look up and there's your parent and one of them you know or both of them and I started to realize that doesn't happen with an only child with an only child you're always interacting with adults even at home i didn't have play dates you know because i'm a little bit older but um i don't think anybody really came to the house till i was about 12 years old um you know i had you know i had my friends at school and that was about it but we're expected to be little adults from day one and zoe is having adult conversations with mom and this is a wonderful relationship you have with your daughter i i admire it because you, you aren't pussyfooting around, as they say. You're really, you're giving her the real deal. You tell her what it, uh, what it's all about and what I it's- mean, I mean, I
0: think during COVID was really eye-opening to me because yes, she's an only child and yes, she's very self-sufficient, but um, I definitely realized that I had started to raise a daughter who was uh, not necessarily entitled and not privileged, but definitely, um, you know, she, the, the mind, that's mine came out of her mouth a lot. And I said things like, I'm sorry, n- nothing you have is yours, everything's mine. I'm just letting you play with these things. <laughs> so I think that there were some reality checks of she knows how hard I work, but she got two months home with me. And she yeah. was this, if anything, um, this quarantine gave me an amazing two months with my daughter, and I, um, it was. It was just really good and eye-opening. It was, it was a wonderful experience with her. And she's, she's incredible. I mean, she reads a book in, in three, four days. You know, yeah. she is way, she, she's really, really cool. But at the same time, she's still a child. And um, I just try to kind of remind her. I mean, I, I guess I'm the mom that says things like, if, if the words I'm bored come out of her mouth, I'm definitely the one that's like, here's a broom.
1: Yeah, You know, like, and, it's
0: amazing because she's watched me work so hard.
1: And that's the way it should be. I mean, uh, we lost touch with parenting back in the 70s and 80s where uh, we listened to all the the great parenting books, Dr. Spock and Carl Rogers, and they all said, you can't do this to your children, you can't do that. And it's like, so when are they going to toughen up and when are they going to learn about life? When they're adults, it's too late at that point. They have to learn these things in childhood. And I think there's a maturity to your daughter that comes from the fact that you have this amazing relationship with her.
0: Well, when she gets to see me work my butt off and she gets to see me, you know, I, I think you can talk a talk while you want, but if you're not walking a walk, it doesn't mean anything. And right. so she watches me work my butt off. She watches me, you know, have conversations. She knows that there's um, things that she will hear that she will understand and she'll talk to me about things. But when it comes down to it, my whole goal is to raise a dope human. Like the reason I had a kid was so that I could put somebody fantastic into the world, you know, and I want her Ooh. to be self-sufficient and dynamic and driven. And I want her to realize that her consequences, you know, are a reflection of her actions. And I definitely think that she is, she doesn't yeah. blame anybody for anything. So that's awesome. Wow
1: yeah, you know, we're in a day and age where everybody's blaming everybody else and you're just, you're astounded. It's like, well, do you realize you just did this? And that's why that's happened. They don't see cause and effect. I'm really impressed that you taught your daughter. You're the cause of the things that are happening in your life. It's
0: your fault. You did it.
1: Yeah. That's amazing.
0: She's cool though, but I have to say, homeschooling is not for me. I'm not meant to be a homeschooling mom.
1: Well, you don't have time for it.
0: Well, I also don't like it. I, I mean, you make time. You, if something's important to you, you make time. Yeah, right? absolutely. Me, it was, um, it was a truly a struggle for me, um, to do some of the things. I know that we all were kind of thrown into this situation where none of us knew what we were doing. So that being said, we were all in this like unknown, blurry world. But it was, it was right. hard. It was really, really hard.
1: Wow. Yeah, I, I had some friends of mine who were. Uh, they either took to it like a duct of water or they were just like oh no 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 i can't do this thank goodness they dropped uh, uh common core math otherwise you would have really had your head spinning
0: no she's they still do it
1: oh no 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 no, no. they they need to get rid of that they because,
0: still
1: have it. because i hate to tell you it it retrains your kids brains to look at 15 steps into something when Charlie, there should only be four
0: I went through all of it, and I, I feel the same way, but that's still the way they teach it.
1: Well, they're they're training their minds so that they can't see a simple problem to be solved right in front of them. They're looking all over the place. That They're retraining the brain.
0: Well, and they're teaching it how to guess and not to find that the system.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of guessing. I, and, and, and the other thing is, I notice the really intelligent kids have trouble with the common core because it doesn't make any sense. And the kids who aren't that, that bright they they pick up it up to like a duck to water. So it's like, what's going on here? Who invented this whole thing? Um,
0: right. But it's hard because we don't really have a choice. You know, so yeah, you, a, don't. you have to go through with what they go and do your best on the other side of it. And you <laughs> that's,
1: know, that's not how we do it anymore, Mom. You know, you're like, right? what? Like, two, that plus that two, is, like, two plus two is two plus two is four. <laughs> I I don't need to take five minus one and then define. It's two plus two is four. I can do that in my head. Hello.
0: No, I had to do a lot of YouTubing when we did that. Math was definitely a struggle. Zoe struggles in math. She doesn't struggle with anything else, but math is her one struggle. So she starts um, Charter, which is a a really good school up here starting in sixth grade. And so I'm excited to see how that spins her into even better.
1: Uh, You can look up a couple of videos on Khan Academy. I think those are pretty good for helping with kids. Uh, so let's talk about you running for what was it, city council in Coeur d'Alene?
0: I did, I did, I did last fall.
1: What was that like? I mean, and you were you were going up against the incumbent who was who was in office,
0: a guy named Dan English. Yeah, yeah. And you so, he won. He did great. I um, I only made the decision to run one week before I had to declare.
1: Oh yeah, so it was sort of last so there,
0: minute. There wasn't a situation where I'd been like plotting this for a long time. I'm an active voter. I have been active with my city for a really long time and I'm always um, having conversations with people about what's happening around the city and I just got upset about the fact that there wasn't a lot of communication. So I have some ideas and I'd like them to go forward but you know what was really hard for me is I definitely had a fantasy dissolved during this whole process where I thought that things were a lot more structured than they were in the government and so I learned a lot but I definitely am not done. I'm not out and I did really good for my first campaign ever not knowing what the hell i was doing
1: yeah i saw some of your videos and you were you saying hi and you were connecting to your constituents and you were having a good time but um you know i think you're part of the next wave of the new generation that's going to take over and say hey you know what um we need things to be changed and shifted and that's part of what's going on right now
0: I think change and shifted, but I also think there's a lot of core problems, you know, I think they need to pay the people in our city more so yeah. that they can be focused on what they're doing. I think it's really hard when you pay anybody who's representing your town, you know, crap money. And then they're over here. It's, it's just a lot of work to put into it. And so they have to have a full-time job over here and yeah. they have to have a side hustle over here. So it just pulls people thinner and thinner and then you don't yeah. get you know, quality.
1: Well, in my hometown, when I was a kid, the mayor was a part-time job and I think he got $500 for the year.
0: Our mayor here um, is a man named Steve Woodmeyer, and he's wonderful, but it's, he, it's a part-time job, but he works at probably 60 hours a week.
1: Yeah. And here's the other thing. Uh, A lot of times they pay people less so they can put the money into the pensions. So um, that means they would have to start raising taxes and you've had a population increase over in Coeur in the last uh, five years am I correct
0: yeah and I'm curious to see what this new we just have that census so I'm curious to see you know what our actual population is right now because I think for a really long time we're about 50 about 50,000 and I mean it's growing I mean exponentially and I see truly a boom that's gonna happen after you know everyone decides to leave you know Seattle or California or things like that it's a right. beautiful place to live
1: well Coeur in case you don't know where it's at, ladies and gentlemen, is 45 minutes away from Spokane, Washington. It's right at the border, and you drive through the woods. It used to be a lumber and coal town, I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm-
0: logging and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, logging, all that stuff. And Coeur d'Alene um, was named after the uh, French fur trappers that were there. They were coming down from Canada, I believe. Um, I know a little of my history and then uh, but when you get there it's like if you've ever watched the TV series Twin Peaks yeah it's this wonderful foresty incredible place with a big giant 20 mile long lake and mm-hmm. um, I had the I had the blessing to get booked as a keynote speaker for an event what like five six years ago and wound up uh, at the hotel there uh, the and the, the resort, it, yeah was, what's it called
0: the Coeur d'Alene resort
1: the quarter lane resort. And they gave me this corner room with a balcony and the lake is right in front of me with all these boats. I was like, I, I I was just yeah, in my element. There's it was beautiful. A have,
0: there's a reason why we're, we're a tourist town. You know, it is a beautiful town and everybody here is very kind and very friendly and very, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's well, like just good people.
1: Well, my, my limousine driver, we got to talk. And as we're, uh, driving for 45 minutes from the airport, um, she was telling me this was like her third job. Like she drives limousine in the winter and then in the summer she's doing something else. And you know, she has a house over here. And then, uh, I went up and I I was climbing mountains, uh, when I was there and there's a point at which you see down into the valley and there's like an Island there and, and all these trees and you actually get to see like some of the biggest homes, cabins, mansions that you've ever seen in your life.
0: There's a lo- lot of money in Coeur d'Alene.
1: There's a lot of money in Coeur d'Alene and a lot of Hollywood uh, uh, yep. people, actors, actresses, yep. they've bought homes in Coeur d'Alene just to live on that lake. That lake uh-huh. is gorgeous. Yes. It's, it, it's
0: fantastic.
1: What's the name of the lake?
0: Lake Coeur d'Alene.
1: Lake Coeur d'Alene. Now the mountain. What's the name of the mountain? Which one? Try, is it the one I climbed? That one. That's right by the hotel. Try oh, up? so you
0: guys. So I think so. Next, up, there's a tiny little hill that's next to the resort called Tubbs Hill.
1: Tubbs, so yeah, we're not Tubbs. So
0: that's just like a cute little hike. I mean, we yeah. are surrounded by. I mean, we've got you know Silver Mountain in Kellogg, which is about 30 minutes east of us. We have, um, Switzer, which is a great ski resort, which is about, you know, 45 minutes north of us. There's Mount Spokane. Like we're surrounded by, you know, mountains and wonderful. I mean, it's,
1: it's, it's breathtaking. It's breathtaking it there. And another, our mutual friend lives there. Jeffrey McLaughlin. He, uh, lives in, uh, Coeur and loves it. Uh, Mr. Martial Artist himself. Uh, he's been on the show and, uh, he, he, uh, has professionals at play. That's his company. But, uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, hunts, you know, that isn't have a deer hunter and you you have just great space up there for people to hunt. There's a
0: lot of things that you can do. I mean, I don't hunt. I'm not, I'm an inside kid. You know what I mean? Like I'm not the girl that you're going to see on a mountain, but I definitely there's there's a ton of stuff to do all over the place. You know, it's, it's. If I,
1: if I dragged you up the mountain, you'd have fun.
0: No, no. (laughs) I'm a reformed redneck. So I'm good. (laughs)
1: I'm good. That's That's funny uh this is powerful, how do we get a hold of you if we have to uh connect or or if somebody wants to book an appointment? what do they smoke do?
0: smoke signals I, those are the best way to get a hold of me. no i'd say um if anybody so going forward you know I mean like I love my business and I have amazing women that work for me they're so talented at what they do um but the best way is to i mean website is earthlybeautybar.com. dot com um Instagram is uh I mean, you can look me up, I'm lace of face, like ace of base, but lace of face. Uh, And you can slide right into my DM and I will direct you to um, the phone number. But if you call my salon, which is, um, I mean, if you call the salon or you text the salon or any of that kind of stuff, there's all those buttons where you can call or push or whatever to get a hold of us. All you have to do is start that process. And then, you know, if you want to see me and this is out of love, just be willing to be patient. And I have a wait list and um, if you're patient, I would love to see you when I can get you in, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting summer.
1: I have to introduce you to Rachel Pontillo. She, uh, she was on the show. She does her own skincare line of organic products. Yeah. You two should. uh, meet. I would love that. I use a
0: skincare product here that's a local, that's all organic and like avocado based and it's a wonderful product, but I have to tell you, I'm always interested in meeting new people that have stuff like that good
1: i'll introduce you too hey so i like to do a lightning round on the show you know you're an entrepreneur you're you're businesswoman you you create these amazing uh things but uh let me ask you the first question is what should people know about you that we may not know about you
0: you know i think one big thing that people don't realize about me is that i'm short as hell (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is true no, sorry but,
0: but, but for real I would say um most people that meet me that only see me online or have people that you know talk about me or things like that in a good way and bad doesn't matter but um I'm just really real and I have a lot of energy and I think you see like pictures online and I look intimidating and I'm just a lover like I am yeah. just I know there's no ego about me, you know I don't I, I don't I'm not better than anybody. I won't judge anybody for anything they've ever done, and I just want to, you know, be a part of your world. So that's I think awesome. that that's the one thing that surprises people is that I'm just chill.
1: Yeah, you are. Uh, let me ask you this: um, What's your favorite memory?
0: Giving birth to my daughter.
1: Wow, that is awesome, and she is yeah. a cutie. She is yeah. such a cutie. Smart yeah, that was, a wh-
0: that was, I, yeah, I would say that's probably my favorite memory. I, um, Smart as a whip. Yeah. That's just, again, that seems like a million
1: years ago, but again, last week too, so. I know, it's amazing. Um, And before I I ask you the last question, we we have to get into Star Trek a little bit because I I grew up with the original series. In 1966, our television broke. We had a black and white console TV, and that was back in the days when you could lay on the TV. 1966, that'll tell you how (laughs) old I am. So my grandmother, when we got the colored TV, my grandmother my grandfather owned a bar so he was at, at night he was at work so my grandmother was really great when she babysit me my mother was a, a nurse's assistant so she would be at the hospital and so as a, a little kid i'm i'm sitting there she was always nice enough to watch stuff that i would like as well so wow. she put on star trek when we got a color tv and when you see color for the first time you're like in technicolor you're like what am I looking you're like in a fantasy world I was hooked from that moment on and Uh so I watched I watched Star Trek the original but it wasn't until well I was growing up in Pennsylvania so I watched the reruns on Saturdays and, and in the afternoon but when I moved to New York City this was a little piece of comfort I had to be at work at eight and if anybody knows me It's very hard for me to get up early and be at work on time. But I would get home and leave. I would leave at 4.30 and I'd be home by 5.30, quarter till 6. Well, the reruns of Star Trek, the classic show, would start at 6 o'clock. So I'd make dinner really fast and I'd sit down to watch Star Trek. And I actually became a trekker from those reruns, watching them and all this. And then when The Next Generation came on, I was like, finally Star Trek's back on (laughs) yeah and so you're the generation that started watching the next generation which is great talk about that well how old were you when you started watching the next generation
0: I would probably have to say I was between third and fourth grade and my mom and I would watch it at night you know and so it was just that thing that my mom and I would sit and watch and I don't know what it was but it was oddly comforting But also, you know, there was always like a problem being solved or something was going on and there wasn't like violence or, you know, it was just, you know, but you could follow the story too. And I mean, so I'm dating a guy who I've fallen madly for and I have to tell you, um, he's bald with a beard and I didn't realize (laughs) that I have a thing for bald. I mean, I have the biggest crush on Jean-Luc Picard because he's like the epitome of a man. Right. I've
1: I've met Jean-Luc Picard. I know. I'm in, so, in person. Sir,
0: Sir Patrick Stewart, <laughs> I mean, like, he's still my heart. Engaged. So um, I realized, I mean, it was funny. Like, I kind of look back and I realized, like, he was probably, like, my first crush. Wow. You know? So, I mean, Earl Grey Hot, just a little bit, of, you know what I mean? Like, I just really, I just, I love class mixed with confidence mixed with, and it was just such a cool,
1: I love awesome. the fact
0: that Star Trek had no, um, you, nobody's trying to fight for food. No one's yes. trying to fight for things. It's all about your merit and how you grow. And I feel like when all those resources are provided for you, it turns into actually like your brain and what right. you bring to society. And I love that.
1: I always love Star Trek because if the human race got their shit together, this is what we would be doing. We, we wouldn't be bothering each other. We wouldn't be fighting over nonsense. We wouldn't be whatever. Whatever of course there would be a black woman on the enterprise as a communications officer a lieutenant of course there would be somebody from russia and an Asian. and and a vulcan so many things
0: ahead of their time
1: oh yeah they were so ahead of their time so for me star trek embodied what i wanted to see in the future you know i want to be captain Kirk sitting in the starship enterprise um but i i loved you know my generation. Did they, they, up, they
0: Did you watch Picard?
1: Oh yeah, I love Picard. Okay. I have to catch up. I'm so bad with Picard. You
0: haven't finished it.
1: I have to. I you I'm, haven't
0: finished it?
1: No, not yet. I'm I'm in the oh middle God, of you're
0: it. You're gonna cry.
1: I know. I gotta watch okay, it.
0: Okay. So the fact that you have, I, I'm gonna call you out. <laughs> I seen it. I you, it every,
1: you aren't the only one my business partner
0: came out and then i watched it all over again and i'm telling you like the closure that it gave me for that whole like series was yeah. like life-changing
1: i love it well um uh, i i gotta i gotta finish up i i I'm have so i i need to give my card back my card carrying i'm a i'm a trekker um but i oh. uh, I am so enjoying it. I mean, the the plot twists and everything. Jean Luc oh, Picard, you know, he's and, so it,
0: and he's yeah. so. I mean, I think the thing that is crazy to me is he's still so incredible. I mean, like he's aging beautifully, and, but yeah. he's getting older, and he still did such a good job. You know, he's just uh, just a class act.
1: Well, I always liked Patrick Stewart since he did Dune. I'm a real Dune fan, so that's a
0: classic. I yeah, watched that. Yeah, I have day.
1: the book. I have the book on my shelf, right across, you know, on the other side of my office here. There's I have a, a, a
0: lot of there's a lot of early stars in that movie.
1: Well, uh, Patrick Stewart played Gurney Halleck uh-huh. in, the, uh, huh? in the movie, and I was, I just, I was like, who is that guy? You know, he played him really well. And then uh, when he got the role in Star Trek, I'll give you an idea i was working uh freelance at a couple of studios in new york city and it turned out one of my buddies who did uh four ox special effects camera work dino garcia he was a huge star trek fan and we would have star trek parties where it would start at noon we'd go over and he'd have lunch he'd have a nosh laid out and he'd have like five or six other friends and we would play star trek trivia we would play our our favorite classic episodes and then we'd shut the hell up by seven o'clock and we'd start watching the uh the next generation broadcast oh. on saturday night so here, here's the crazy part he right around four thirty, he would call up the local pizzeria and he had trained them on what a star trek pizza is remember when shatner ordered in star trek four it was onion onions pepperoni and extra cheese mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and a case of Michelob, because Kirk was drinking a beer. So he would just call them and go, uh, Four Star Trek pizzas, please. And they would come a half an hour later. It was hysterical.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah.
1: Awesome. And my so. Mom
0: would have, my mom, I mean, I think there's a few times where we went over and would like go to parties and it was like a similar type of thing back when I was young. Like it was so. We're so spoiled right now with the fact that TV, we can bitch. Yeah. Right. And back then, you had to wait once a week.
1: Right. Oh my God. Back then, I remember when, um, uh, what was it? it back then, uh, we didn't have VCRs when I was a kid. So when it was on, if you missed it, you were that screwed. You didn't see it for six months. But uh, mm-hmm. here, Oh, here's Star Trek pizza. Large mushroom and pepperoni pizza oh. with extra onions yes. and then a uh, glass of Michelob. And okay. that's what we would order. Large mushroom and pepperoni I pizza, pizza
0: all the time. I was a, I worked at pizza or I worked at Domino's was my very first job. And I used to make that all the time, but on a thin crust and no big. Oh,
1: that is amazing. Well, Star Trek, here's the thing. If if a lot of people don't know this, but Star Trek taught us logic, diversity, um, how to get over, you know, uh, our problems in the future. Uh, But it was really a morality play about what was going on today in our world so they addressed everything from vietnam to racism to interracial love to i mean topics that people you know today might not think that was a big deal but back then they tried to cancel the show because of these things oh yeah so if we're not ready to talk to somebody of another race how are we going to go out and talk to aliens (laughs) you know so star trek always made me kind of sit there and go this is what it's like if we got it together and went out into the galaxy and
0: be cool to be able to find that space where we aren't, you know, mm. you know, fighting for resources and fighting for, you know I mean? I think, I think it'd be cool to just, just to be able yeah. to provide need basic necessities for people. I think that would be like yeah. just starting It would be perfect.
1: We have, and this is getting into headier stuff, but we have a very tiny elite group at the very top. And in America, we've we have never been taught they exist, but they do. And these aren't the billionaires you see in magazines. These are the people who own countries, okay? They don't wind up in those magazines. And so if we could just get past those people, we could live a better life. And I think Star Trek tried to talk about that because they talked about World War III. They talked about the collapse of the human race. And then when uh, Cochrane invented uh, warp Drive <laughs> and uh, they finally got contacted by the Vulcans, they realized that they, there was a universe. Mm-hmm. and they were going to be brought into it and uh, that's what i loved about star trek it was more realistic you know it, mm-hmm. it was it was trying to solve problems and the great thing about star trek i always liked is there was always uh the ending was always about human beings solving complex problems very quickly using their own tenacity their brains and and their ability to get everybody to get along so in the last yeah, 15 minutes of
0: together too I mean, what's that and teamwork
1: Teamwork, yes. And at the end, you were sitting there. um, It always had... Sorry to say this. It always had a happy ending. It always had an ending that made you go...
0: Or a to be continued.
1: Or, yeah, always a cliffhanger. Um, But the one thing that I thought, and you have to realize, you know, I've watched it from the beginning. So Star Trek always fit into this box, this matrix of how things would work out. And when the board came along as a character... I just went well. John Lyricat as uh, Q was—he's was,
0: my favorite—was
1: the first, you know. Hello, mon capitaine. you mm-hmm. know. Um, John Lyricat playing Q was genius because that disrupted what we knew. Mm-hmm. And then when the board came edgy, along,
0: that was like beyond time and space.
1: Yeah, that was edgy—a super being mm-hmm. and a, a god, really. Is what what he was and then the the other part of this that was amazing is when the board came along it didn't fit into this nice neat we can kill these guys and stop them and threaten them kind of world this was no emotion technology they're just gonna roll over you they don't oh, yeah, care what you think The collective yes it's for the greater good of the collective
0: so if you were to watch the end of a card you'd have more closure
1: okay all right Getting on my case here. I'm busy making a show.
0: <laughs> if I had time.
1: You have a daughter. You have an excuse. <laughs>
0: I don't Rudd. See, okay, so I have to tell you. So, like, I go to bed at midnight almost every night. Oh, man. And I'm up between four and five every morning.
1: Wow. So and that's just a
0: normal.
1: How do you not have bags under your eyes? That's amazing. It's
0: a lot of makeup. Well, and, and, Brad, I'm so Botoxed. Come on now. Like, none you, of this shit moves. It
1: doesn't move. Oh, you look, you I look great. You look great, by the way.
0: I appreciate that. I really, really do. I think yeah. that um, I've always been like that. I, I, says my mom says that when I was little, I would run, 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 run until I just like hit a wall and was done. Right?
1: Yeah, I can. And see that. And then I would
0: wake up, and as my eyes were opening, I would be sitting up with them, and then run again. So it's just who I am.
1: I, you know, I can see that about you. You're, you're like an Energizer bunny. You go until you drop. Yeah. And it awesome.
0: doesn't drink and doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, I just think that when you put good into you and, you know, it, it's amazing what you can get done when you aren't blurry. Yeah. It's amazing what you can get done when um, you're focused and you see that end result. I think the biggest thing that I do with all of my younger clients and, my clients that are talking about business and stuff like that is not let people understand the process of reverse engineering. Right, like right. if you want to get to here, how do you do that backwards? And right. I think I play that game a lot in my head. I'm like, if I want to get here, that means I mean, like I started my company, and I literally remember laying down at night thinking, how do I make a thousand dollars a month? Okay, so if I make two hundred and fifty dollars a week, if I okay, so fifty bucks a day for five days a week, if I can get one client to pay for a facial once a, once a day, like I had to figure out that first. And then it doubled and it doubled and it doubled and it, you know what I mean? It just went from there. But everybody thinks that I got here and I just woke up one morning and they don't see that it's been nine years of me waking up at crack of dawn, doing all the work. I mean, I had a client today that said, well, you choose your own schedule. And I was like, "Uh, no, my 300 clients in my life choose my schedule for me. Right. You are all my bosses. And so I will show up when you want me to be here. Wow. So I think that it's just that, that everybody wants to have this in, success. I mean, I don't know what success is. I think it's different for everybody. But everyone sees this and they think like, oh, I want what she has. But they're yeah. scared to take the risk. They don't want to put the time in. And they think that if they just like open a place, people will come to them. And it takes so many years of working your ass off to finally see the fruits of your labor that there's a time people that just give up.
1: Right? I yeah, and and by the way, your salon is beautiful. I mean, it, it's sanctuary. like a sanctuary. When people walk in there, it's like a sanctuary. And for but those it's
0: of you- fun, I mean, Brad. Like I, since you've been here last time, I probably have redone the salon at least once because people get bored. I get bored, and if it's the same way for too long, it's not exciting. I mean, I've got hanging flamingos in my retail space, Lloyd and Lloyd. <laughs> you know, I've got big walls, I've got sayings, I've got stuff like that. But I mean, I think at the end of it, you walk into my, my office and you see like Star Trek cutouts of Jean-Luc Picard and old vintage toys. And you know, it's basically, yeah. I created a space that I wanted to go to every day.
1: It's awesome though. What I love is uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, and now watching the video, Lacey is sitting in her office upstairs and and it's a half circle arc window that overlooks the lake, and and the Coeur d'Alene Resort and, and everything there. It's beautiful. I do have
0: an amazing view.
1: Yeah, never give up.
0: I was I was here before. It was cool to be here. You know, yeah. nine years ago there was a ghetto parking lot outside my door, and then <laughs> this beautiful park existed. And then they did the remodel of McEwen, and by the grace of God, I stayed in business for that whole year with no street. No fourth, no front. I mean, my clients would like shimmy down the side of my building to like get into my door and kept me in business. And I'm the only one still in business that hasn't moved or anything like that in that amount of time. And so I feel like if I could give advice to people who, you know, are in a space where they're feeling, you know what I mean, like you're never it, – it will evolve. Right. And you just well, got to keep holding on.
1: You got to keep going. Because you, you've you had to reinvent your business a couple of times, you know. But I, I can – I can picture people coming, hey, 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 is this where you get a facial? Is this where you get a facial? You know, it's like going down the, the you know, where the blog is all beat up and everything. And you've been there. Cool they've they've cool. renovated. They've got, but, you know, people think it's and sort of. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we went to that coffee shop on the corner and ordered, you know. Yeah. That was a blast. We had a lot of fun. No, um, they,
0: they keep me caffeinated. So I love
1: them. So I promise to catch up on Picard. Um, did you get into Discovery at all?
0: No, not yet.
1: That is, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, you'll like it. It's a strong woman character. Well, it's and- funny.
0: So I've started. So I, my boyfriend now, he wasn't into like he liked star trek but didn't really under you know i mean it was like yeah yeah it's cool he's more of a star wars kind of guy which i mean i won't i won't fault him for it but um it's been fun like re-watching a lot of like we started watching through next generation and going through all that again and it was really cool of, like even for me to like relive all these things and, yeah and, and it and just
1: <clears throat> he's getting into it
0: he is, he likes it. It's great. He watched all of Picard with me and he was like, okay, 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 I get it, you know? But then I had to like, explain him like the Borg backstory and stuff like right. that.
1: Well, yeah, it, people, who, <clears throat> people who are into Star Trek, we're into Star Trek. And some people are just sitting there going, you know, they're looking at us like we're in a cult. Well, we are. Uh, but it, it's sort of like... Um, we have this wonderful obsession and love with it that I just, I think is great because it, I think it's a healthy uh, addiction because there's a
0: lot of worse things that we could be into. Oh right?
1: my goodness. Yes, we are. So I'm going to ask you one last question yep. before Ready. we close. What do you want to be known for at the end of this life? When you leave this earth?
0: What do I want that God is love? God is love. Right. And I think that, I mean, at the end of the day, I I love Jesus and he is the the reason that I get up every morning and he is definitely that, he's why, he's how I've had the strength to get to this place through all of my heartache and everything. And I think that we get really set on um, the rules and religion. And I think at the end of the day, it's about love and yeah. I, I think that I would, I would really like them to, you know, when I'm having the parade, cause I want a parade, not a funeral. So when like my parade is like going down the street and I just want them to be like, wow, like she, she just really loved everyone a lot. Like, and she was that, you know, that, that light, uh, when the world can be very, very dark.
1: Right. I love it. I thought you would want a Viking funeral where they light a boat on fire.
0: I going to tell you, right? Yeah. I got my twenty three and me back. I should send you the results. I found out I'm Jewish.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I found yeah.
0: out that I'm. Um, I mean, Ibesian.
1: No, I, I never would have thought you were a <laughs> Um I
0: found out that I was. Um, <laughs> on my phone. I can't look because it's right there. And
1: yeah, I'm, you said it. Sent it I'm, to me. That's amazing.
0: I'm Egyptian
1: wow i can I see mean, that too yeah
0: i have like a ton of stuff that i'm like what is all this so most you've got,
1: got a lot, of me, yeah yeah i can see your genetic code as you're saying it i'm like i'm looking at your cheekbones and your nose and your and i'm going yeah yeah oh my goodness she it's got crazy
0: it. though it's so cool and i found out that i don't have any predisposition to you know weird diseases which was terrifying to like find you know have you hmm. ever done in me no Okay, you should. It's fantastic. Okay,
1: I'm like, afraid they're going to use my DNA for a genetic. You don't experiment. think they already have your
0: DNA? Not mine. Ha ha ha. Well, like, I'm afraid they're
1: I'm, afraid they're. I'm afraid they're going to do experiments on me because my family, we're a little bit different from everybody else. If you notice, I don't look like I'm almost sixty. There, there's a reason. My family just does not, you know, our telomeres don't break down the way everybody else has done. So you don't want the so, world to
0: share in that.
1: No, <laughs> that's our unique genetic strength. That's hey, right. they haven't cured baldness in the future. So there's a reason you
0: know, right? <laughs> they don't have my they genetic code. <laughs> but I have to tell you, if you ever get a chance, like A, I'm going to laugh at you because they probably already have your DNA. B, yeah. if you're the people that think that like they're tr- they're not tracking you. They already are. I know and, they're tracking me. Right. So to me, I think that um, it was really cool to see the breakdown of everything I was, but it also was cool to figure out like, like in your DNA, it says, like my DNA says, like you most likely have red hair. You most likely have, I mean, it kind of goes through even like like, your sensory stuff. And if you, if you smell this or you like the taste of this and it's so weird because it's so spot on. Did
1: did you, um, actually there's a great app and you and your boyfriend should get it. It's called the pattern.
0: The Pattern. Okay.
1: The pattern that is eerily accurate. You put in your birthday and your time of birth and all this oh, stuff. Oh, it's like your birth chart. It's beyond birth chart. It'll tell you when you're going through a I cycle. Love, I go through. It'll so tell you. It, it'll tell you how the two of you should interact That's with each other, so your compatibility is higher. You know, I mean, it, it, it's mind blowing to me. Yeah, it's, well, it's. I have to
0: tell you, I've done my birth chart. I will. I will do it. I will find it. I will download it. But um, I've done like my birth chart. I've done all that kind of stuff, and it's so crazy how spot on it is.
1: That's awesome. I'd love, I'd love to see that. I want to know what you're mixed up. You're mixed. You're. You always said you were a mutt, but you just were kind of like. You, you. always figured you were from European. You know, I knowledge. am,
0: but as you go down, you're like, "Where's all this from?
1: Does that country still exist?" Yeah, right? yeah, I know.
0: I know the um, the Jewish part was funny because my grandmother always said uh, we were Jewish, and we all said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you're nuts," you know. Yeah. And it was like, "No, no." no. And so from Germany, when the war happened, we had family that left, you know, Germany and, and the Brandenburg Estates and all this stuff. But we all thought she was full of crap. Right. And um, so to see that, it was it's Ashken. Yep. I'm saying it wrong, but it's Ashken Jewish. And so right. that alone was just like That's so awesome. like cool to see that when. So you know, you your gotta, grandmother passed away. I mean, I wish she could see it now. She'd get a kick out of it.
1: Well, now you can celebrate Shabbos and you can go to temple, and uh, I'm just saying, like get, we'll and, do something. And that that also means Zoe is uh, also Jewish, well, so that wish, can open. I
0: don't know. I wonder if you can do. Um, I don't think 23Me. You can do it before they're 18. So I'll just wait patiently.
1: Yeah, but you you know this uh, this is awesome. So you can you can go to your the different places that you're from, and you can go check oh, it out. definitely. Like. Like, I, I always thought on my Hungarian side of my family that uh, we, we were Jewish because my grandmother did certain things that, you, you know, the way she cooked, it's definitely like, you can only find that at a Jewish deli. And so then, why uh, don't
0: you do the 23 and Me so you can see? Maybe uh, you, you know,
1: the men, and, the men in black are going to show up at my door. <laughs> um, but here, my mom said this years ago because she was trying to do family research. And she, uh, she said, you know, Bradley, I think we have black jeans in our family because she would find these old photos of my great grand, great 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 grandfather, you know, and stuff. I'm like, okay, mom, and she's probably right, <laughs> you know. So you should really
0: look at it. It's amazing. Yeah. All right, that's my that's okay, my that's Picard my shout out. That's Picard,
1: it. Picard, and 23, uh, and me. And what
0: was the what was the app I needed?
1: The pattern. Pick up the pattern.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Lacey Moen, please go check her out on Instagram, uh, Lace of Face. Lace uh, of just face. like Just like Ace of Base, Lace of Face, an earthly beauty bar. She's up in Coeur d'Alene. It's worth the trip. You can fly in for the day. There, there are plenty of shuttles that it's take long you there.
0: you make sh- an appointment.
1: Yeah, don't just show up. Hey, I, I flew in. It. I flew in for the day. Yeah. Uh, you know you can you can land in Spokane i think is, is Spokane am i saying it right Spokane, Spokane. and you uh, you land there uh and it's a 45 minute drive to get to uh where you're at and then um uh, it's totally worth it uh, just look at the before and after pictures on instagram your jaw will drop
0: you are uh, too kind you no, are no i kind.
1: i'm serious you know i I'm, I'm a guy who appreciates beauty so what I, what i love is the fact that you take and and i'm a big fan of women with no makeup too i'm the i'm the same my ex-wife didn't wear hardly any makeup so when you take a woman who already looks extraordinary and you turn them into like it's oscar night you know and they're to the hilt i'm just like how does she does it how do do that because it's magic it really is
0: Well, honestly, I'm self-taught, so I think, you know, 15 years of putting square pegs in round holes, I think that you just realize what works and what doesn't work, and um, you, the magic to me is in the consultation. I think as long as you and your client are on the same page, you can achieve whatever you want, but until that point, I think that that's the true art of anyone in this field, whether it be skincare, makeup waxing hair i think as long as you can get to a place with your client where you both understand what you're saying you can create anything
1: wow ladies and gentlemen reach out to Lacey moen uh say hi to zoe for me and I will. Uh, ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to awaken nation Lacey, thank you for being on the show.
0: I, you. I appreciate you. And I love you. You know that. So thank I know. you
1: for me. I know you do. I love you too, sweetheart. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, tune in next week. We're gonna have another fabulous guest on Awakened Nation. Take care. Thank you so much for being a big part of the Awaken Nation movement. This is how you can help me and our extraordinary guests. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please share it out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let's grow this movement by word of mouth. Our success will be because of you. Thank you, and see you next week.